You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 24 of the Menovation. Today, we are continuing the story of Mr. Christopher Memet. <laughs> Uh, if you did not catch episode 23, be sure to do that. He goes into uh, what led him up to this point. He had a really bad uh, motorcycle accident. Crazy just experience. Crazy hospital visit. Uh, and he just kind of ended on what his home life was like when he got home. But in this episode, you will heal or you will hear about his healing and everything God did. Mindset shifts. All of just the praying, uh, how amazing his wife was, just everything in this episode. So be sure to listen to episode 24 before this one, um, but we're going to get into it. But before, why don't you kind of tell us, Chris, like how important and how pivotal your wife was kind of in this journey after you got home? Because I, I think that alone is a miracle. So, Oh, big time. I de de God definitely gave me the most perfect person. To yeah. be honest with you, um, so you can't walk, can't walk, can't, you can't use your, really use your hands, right? Oh, I You're literally at that point, my wife could have looked at me and went, "Good luck," and then just left. Wow! And she could have literally left, and I wouldn't have been able to do anything because I was stuck in a house. Wow! So you're almost kind of like almost paraplegic in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, I could talk to her and I could everything, but I couldn't do nothing, and she was so amazing in the fact that she like just remembering the things you would do like i 2 a.m she's dead asleep i have to pee i can't do it myself so then i'd have to wake her up granted i hate I'm, I'm i would sit there and go and no, i'll just hold it i'll just hold and it just gets to a point where you're just like yeah, i can't. can't yeah she would have to wake up um knowing and me knowing she had to work tomorrow but i didn't was very difficult or i'm hungry i've got to ask her to give me food or I need a drink or um, even emotionally, like I said, even though on those days where I was just destroyed, I know that she was also destroyed, but for her to be there as a rock, to continually be that encouragement in the, that state um, was amazing. She honestly, greatest thing that God's ever given me because the to even look back it really tests your marriage because there, I, there were some days where I was a whiny little bitch and <laughs> she, she just mm -hmm. like, she would look at me and go, all right. I mean, I, why do you have to, I mean, you don't have to do that. And then I'd have to catch myself. You're like, you're right. I'm sorry. It's not yeah, yeah. all my emotions, everything's coming out. I'm so sorry. And I, I really feel like when, when talking to people, um, who have like had kids who've gone through sure. pregnancy, like the, where the the wife has really gone through all this emotional and different traumas and stuff. It caused me to see the other side. And now like she was in a, not to get into it, but she was in a crash. Uh, <laughs> we've been having a great year, but <laughs> she was in a, also in an, uh, um, automotive crash where she told the car, different things, but it caused her, um, it broke her ankle. So she wasn't able to do stuff. So then I now had to take the role of doing everything. And I got to see it from the perspective of myself. And then now I got to see the perspective of her 
And just seeing just a just I mean, it was just a taste of what she mm. had to do for me. And I mean, I can't thank her enough. It um I can kind of get into a little bit later. I was able to honor her um in a way that she really, really enjoys. And it was it brought me so much happiness to finally be able it wasn't enough. I personally think that she deserves a lot more for what she had to do. Um, but at least it was something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I met you when, uh, last year, you know, when I started to go to church and then, and, uh, we, we go to praying, you know, at five thirty AM in the morning. Yeah. And if it, it's hard for us to wake up at 4.30, <laughs> mm -hmm. get ready. Yeah. And then, then suddenly this, I see this guy in a wheelchair and coming for praying and then, his wife waiting on the outside. And I was like, what is this? You know, yep, yep. she she needs to have a she needs to have a lot of love for, for this person so she right. can bring him every Tuesday. And and I don't think I don't think you miss it any I mean you you miss you didn't miss any of the prayer oh, no. because she was there with you and, and yeah, honestly, yeah. you know, after hearing what you mentioned on, on the last episode, saying that instead of Going on that boat with you, that of of, of you know of uh, taking against that person that that hits you, you know, yeah. she changed. She helped you change your mind and yeah. and yeah. show that uh, uh, God uh, side, you know, of us that that we have and yeah. compassion and saying, well, it was mm. an accident. That that honestly, I think that deserve honor. Yeah. On yeah. Sarah, and, oh, yeah. and we want to, you know, that's the reason why we want to dedicate the, the beginning of this yes. episode. Us, uh, she's her. amazing. She's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. awesome. If we see that from the outside, you can't even imagine, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You that know her better. That's like, yeah. She's yeah. a ride or die chick right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Sarah, <laughs> we're going to call her Sarah Bear the Care Bear. Sarah <laughs> Bear the Care Bear. <laughs> she set the standard, man. Like, I barely wake up at five. Yeah. And I sometimes make it to men's prayer <laughs> and then when i saw her taking you in a wheelchair you were immobile oh yeah right. it was like okay you know how did uh how did like your appreciation and your love and just your relationship with sarah change after you, know, you guys went through all that it made us it made me specifically realize that i could rely on her for anything and wow. and and vice versa because it caused us uh, before, like, we've never had really had an issue with uh, communicating or getting, you know, talking to each other, getting our emotions out or anything like that. If there's ever a problem, we just bring it to the forefront. So to be honest, there's only one time that I can think of that we actually fought to where, like, we were separate. Like, I was in another room for an hour or two while we just calmed down. Sure. And I think that really relies on the fact that we were just, we're just open about everything. We constantly are talking. And with that, it caused us to go on a really deep level of communication, of love, of that document that you signed that through anything, will I'll be with you through sickness and in health. Um, mm -hmm. And I, 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 and, and on that note, I remember um, halfway through that month, I, I just looked at her. At, it was one of the nights when I was. Uh, I think the night that I was crying when uh, when when I said I was going to sue the lady, um, I I said to her I was like I don't understand why you're doing this. Why are you taking care of me and treating me like this? Why are you like pretty much my waiter for everything and you're always doing something? And she looked at me and said, "Babe, I didn't sign a document and marry you because of the joy. I signed it because of who you are. 
I signed it to be here through everything. Mm -hmm. I, she's like, I, it doesn't matter that you crash. It doesn't matter that I have to do this. I married you for you. And I was like, oh my, yeah, but look at me, I'm a baby. And I was like, <laughs> that right there, what she said to you, it sounded like before the, the crash, you were having like, you know, when you worthiness issues or something, mm, yeah. and like, you know, like yeah. life, boom. Yeah. But she like said, I love you, Chris. Yeah. yeah. And she just instilled value back into you. Oh yeah. Can you, can you talk about that? And like, yeah, she did. She, she would, she would actually still tell, like on the days that I'd tell her I, I should just die. She'd be like, no, babe, I, I need you. You do this, you do this. But I was so hard headed in the fact of my pity me, uh, mm -hmm. like wow, wow life that I didn't, uh, it almost just kind of went in the ear and out the other. Like I heard her saying that she needed me. I heard her saying all these things, but I didn't actually feel it and take it in. Um, and like you said, it's the unworthiness. I feel like if you don't see yourself the way God sees you, no matter what anyone else says to you will not matter. Mm. You now looking back through the crash and this whole past year, uh, growing in the fact of who I am in God, uh, it really sets a standard for everything else. It sets a standard in your marriage. It sets a standard in your business. It sets everything up Come on. for success. Mm. Because when you see your worth, like that you're pretty much worth everything. I mean, Jesus died. He paid the ultimate price for you. And if you're worth enough for someone to die for you, well, then nothing can stop you. I mean, a, a crash can't stop you. You know, that life of depression can't stop that's you. That's so good. Um, and I feel like that's really the turning point is just the fact that I, sitting there for all those hours just made me have to stop and think, like, I literally almost died. And look at what God's done for me. Look at what he's continually do doing for me. Um, and even through all that, like, uh, like talking about that story, through all those days of, just complete disaster, feeling like I was uh, gonna die, like things like that. It just really set the standard for for how God sees who we are. Um, it really makes you think of the where's where was the joy, the little things, what was actually being built? Because during that time, I mean, my wife could have left me, my family could have, sure, all these sure. things could have happened. I could have completely went on the deep end, but. Instead, I looked at the joy of all the all the different things amid, in the middle of all the destruction, um, and I could you can see where God was just walking with me, um, and I feel like it really sets up standard for kind of how the world works. Is that you know we're in the world but not of the world, and I feel like that's where your worth should come from. Is because you're if you walk through life knowing who you are, no matter what comes at you you could get through it. And especially if you have someone like Sarah behind you. And even if you don't have a wife, I feel like there's gotta be someone in your life that you can really break down to. Mm -hmm. um, and if you love yourself enough, then when you go through anything, that person would be the other side of kind of like how I said, where on those down days, Sarah was my up. And then when on her down days, I was her up. Um, and it really set up that standard too, to where now, you know, we don't really have too many down days, but when we do, we can almost see it in each other and immediately fix the issue before it skyrockets. What's down. interesting is, uh, I love, I was literally going to say the same thing, Tice, which was funny. Mm. Um, it's interesting in that moment you had, I don't know, three, four months of this 
not thinking you were worthy, not believing all these things. And yeah. in that moment, it's like, in my mind, I almost see that as when she said that to you, it like shattered the first, the previous couple months where yeah. you're just like, holy hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Cause that's literally the, the, the emotion that I got when she was said that, like, it just brings everything into, into focus. And you're like, oh my God, she's totally right. Yeah. So, I've, I, uh, and thinking about that, it, it almost feels like that's where all those negative thoughts started to come back. And she technically had a choice right there to, uh, we had a choice to change. Had a choice. Yeah. And it was changed for the better. And now looking a year back, I'm, I I don't even know what my past year would have been like if it would have been complete opposite. That's and so I good. would have turned wow. my back on everything God had done and everything God has been doing this past year. And even church, um, back before the crash in my uh, depressive state, I, I got to a point where I was like, I don't even understand why I'm going to church every week. Wow. What's the point? Like, I don't, like, it just got into this whole mindset of this is just pointless. I don't even want to mm. be here. Um, and after the crash, it just made, that's why, like you say, my wife got me to prayer. She also had a choice then. She had to still work. Um, and she worked at six. Um, wow. And so we were up because it obviously took a way long to get me ready and everything. Um, so we were up like almost four o'clock in order to make it to 530 prayer. And then not only that, she dropped me off, start working. She would work until we stopped at seven. And then she'd put me back in the car, drive mm -hmm. me home, get me ready to go, get me breakfast, all that type of stuff. And then she'd go back to work. Like this girl, honestly, is that words can't even describe how amazing she is. Yeah. And, but even with what's, that. What's the Bible say? More precious than rubies? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. For real. But it, like you asked, like why, like if this kid can get to prayer, I knew that it, that God got me through what he got through. I knew if I had a group of men rallying behind what God's word says that he will heal you, mm. I knew that I would not go 12 weeks before I walked. Yeah. I knew it. I Dive knew, into well, that a little bit. Dive into the healing portion. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's important because I, I have a cousin in Mexico who had an accident as well. And uh, he has the same issue with the pelvis and, and the... Arms the there. risk and mm. what you're talking about. And I think he wasn't on bed for six months Jeez. without wow. being able to move, you know. And and till till now he's he has to still use a cane to to walk because he never recovered from that. It was such a huge wow. process, you know. So um I, that's what is important. When I saw Chris, you know. And we were praying, and we have faith. I have faith that you're gonna you're gonna walk. There was mm -hmm. something on you when I saw you coming, and when I hear that it was just I think it was two three weeks. I can't remember how long when I went before you get to church, but when I saw you, it just reminded me about my cousin. I was like, wow, he's already here. <laughs> my cousin mm -hmm. took six months to oh. get out of that bed, you know, and you were already there. I, I knew that God had something. And when we pray for you, I, I just felt that there there was something coming up, you know, and that was yeah. my, I was new in the church and, you know, um, but definitely I think your story, you know, and, and what, what came up of, of this, seeing you right now, yeah. <laughs> whoever sees you is like, yeah, do you, were you in a yeah. motorcycle oh, accident? Yeah. Never Every day. And then we go, we went to emerge and he was in those rough uh, yeah. games. I was yeah. like, wasn't even Chris, a year, what are you doing? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so, so it's a miracle. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah. Cause I remember you coming to prayer 
And I will, I will tell you what, like there was never a doubt in your mind that God was going to heal you. At least that's the way yeah. that, oh my God, you're too ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> Abe and, and Tyson are holding hands because they're next to each other. Um, but yeah, I almost felt like there was never, and maybe there was, I don't know, but, but it just felt like there was never a doubt in the room. When you were in the room, we were all believing. Yeah. And you were just like, yeah. oh yeah, it's going to happen. Oh yeah. And it was, they estimated 12 weeks yeah. and it took you six. Yeah. And, um, cause I remember you saying like you showed up when you were just like, yeah, the doctor, it said I wasn't supposed to walk for 12 weeks. It's like six weeks in. You're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And you're like, boom, you're walking. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it was amazing. It was all set up too, because, uh, all my doctor's appointments always ended up on a Tuesday. So I would go to Tuesday prayer That's five amazing. thirty in the morning. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and then we'd go home, get breakfast, kind of grab some stuff, and then usually my appointments were in the morning. Uh, I think there was one like at nine, so then we'd leave prayer, go straight there. But they always ended up, and there was actually a day like it was it was scheduled out to be on like a Friday or something, and they called me that mon Monday or something before, and they were like, "Hey, something came up. We were wondering if you could actually come in tomorrow." on a Tuesday. And I'm yeah. like, this keeps getting set up to <laughs> so be, good. yeah, it's so set good. up for success. And so, um, but yeah, that's the thing. I just knew that not only would God fix it, I just knew that if I got around everyone who believed God would fix it, then it would actually happen. Yeah. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the cool part because it's, uh, it's, it goes both ways, right? Like you came to morning prayers regardless of how hard it was to wake up that early yeah. and put your wife through that for her to bring you to morning prayers. Yeah. But you came expecting that you've got a band of brothers to rally around you yeah. and to fight. Yes. And that was not just good for you, but it was good for all of us because we now felt like we needed to come around and fight as well. Like it gave us like a, yeah. a purpose yeah. also. Yeah. And so like if anybody's thinking to themselves, well, should I, you know, wake up and come or go yeah. to prayer? Like, it's not just good for you. It's good for everyone. the community. It's good for everyone. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and that's the thing is that if you're in a community that doesn't have a men's prayer, start one. Yeah. yeah. Make it early. Yeah. Like, and it, it's weird that we would say make it like 530. Um, but I like, and I'm not saying we're always perfect, but, and I remember some times when I've shown up to prayer, I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. But then mm -hmm. somebody has, something happens, a Chris Memet, like, I didn't even know you were in an accident. And, yeah, it happened so and, fast. And you and you rolled in. I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah. And uh, but I remember so many times where I have showed up, and God has given me something for somebody, or somebody you know said something that I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Or just oh, being yeah. around each other, like when you feel down or whatever, you will be amazed how you leave those situations being uplifted and everything like that. And I would yeah. say that's the number one thing in the Christian community is the men can no longer sit back and just let the women pray. No, mm -hmm. no. At our yeah. campus specific, not about all of them, but we have more men who show up to men's prayer than we have women that show up to women's prayer. Yeah. And not to saying that, you know, well, it is a competition, but, <laughs> um, but there's a reason. And I think that's a, a foundation that our church has set. And I know it's affected all of our lives in different ways. Yes. Clearly it's affected Chris in a massive way. Um, but go ahead, Chris, keep going. Yeah, was, uh, that just reminds me that, you know, in that church thing of me going, why am I, why, what's the point of this? Yep. Yep. It really set up church is not like a check the box off because the Lord doesn't love you. If you don't go, it is a 
a way like God set it up for all of us to rally against each other. Like you said, cause there, you know, during those months, I was that person that somebody needed to yeah. see what God's so doing. Good. So good. But even like you said, there are days, even after my crash, there was actually like, um, back this March, I, I, I could walk, I could do everything normally. And so it, I, like, there was a morning that I, uh, I kind of woke up and I was sitting there and I was like, why do I even need to go? Like, I already got prayer. I'm healed. I'm fine. Um, and then I, I, I just heard God say, yeah, now it's your turn to pray for someone else. Ooh, come on. And then I, it made me just realize that, you know, there may not be anybody in our men's prayer that has any physical hurt, sure. but there could be an extreme amount of emotional trauma. There could be extreme amount of depression. There could be yeah. all these things yeah. that you don't know of that all of us are there to rally behind. And even, even if it's not even men's prayer, like church, there all the women at church, all these people at church got to see my healing process, got yes. to see one day I, you know, I show up walking and then all of a sudden this next week, they're like, what in the, why are you in a wheelchair? Yeah. What happened? And yeah. Cause you had men praying for you on Sundays. We prayed for you as a church. Cause we oh, do like a yeah. small corporate yeah. prayer Yeah. Um, and watching the entire church just surround you. Yeah. And that was like, that was amazing. It just made, made me realize that we're not, there to check a box we're there for each other it is you're the there community. every sunday yeah. you know it's awesome to worship god together and it's awesome to get this great word from pastor matt and things like that that yeah. change your yeah. life but it all really just breaks down to the fact that we're all growing together changing together um and we all need each other i i've got family that doesn't go to church i got family that doesn't talk to other people they kind of just seclude themselves and I watch how it just destroys their lives. Wow. And, and with wow. me, like how I said, I just wanted to get away from church. Um, I definitely look back and it was it was all of Satan trying to just manipulate the fact to get you isolated. If you are isolated, your whole life can be destroyed so easy. Whereas if you rally behind people and people are behind you and all this stuff, it's really difficult for the enemy to attack you when you have 50 men behind you saying, absolutely Come not. on. Yep. So, mm -hmm. um, and then like you say, emerge, uh, I just knew that I was healed. So I, I remember you yeah. telling me, are you sure you want to go up against that guy? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. He <laughs> was a tall guy. And then he was, I think, which one was it? It was sumo? It, was, yeah, it, was a, it wasn't, it was the, uh, the pads where we had to push yes, each other out of the circle. The sumo. Yeah. When some people get crazy there at that game. <laughs> but, get lost um, in the air. I, <laughs> I, there was, I, you know, I was a captain of, of that mm -hmm. team, and there's always a lot of muscle on that that uh, conference, right? Oh my god! Conference, and then there's <laughs> this tall guy, strong, and and there's no one wants to volunteer, and then I see Chris hands, I go, I was like, no, 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 this, I go, and he didn't. When he said I no. go, he was already getting uh, in in the middle of it, so. Um, you're healing. It's a miracle. I'm going to oh say gosh, it again. Yes. It's a miracle. Yeah. And about praying, I remember you praying for me when yeah. you were in your wheel wheelchair. Ah, I got pumped because you got these like, yeah, I'm not going to stay, sit on this chair for yeah. long, you know? And, and it, it, it is, it was encouraging to be on that group. So definitely I, I, for me, uh, Tuesday's praying is, it's amazing. You go out there and it's like you have something that you can give to the to the world at that at that moment. So oh, definitely yeah. I understand 
you know, you're saying, yeah, it's good that my appointments were on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> you guys, so you said at Emerge, there's this big muscular guy in the circle and everyone's like backing down. <laughs> you know, in Chris's mind, he's like, dude, I've hit a freaking car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mere man. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I ran at him and he literally in one hit launched me out of the circle. And I get out and I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. That's great. Dude, I want to dive deeper because um, uh, the crash yeah. at the end of the day was a good thing. Yeah. You know, and God just, it seemed like you uh, went from like, woe is me. Like, yeah. like you said before the accident, it was just like this tunnel vision. Your head was down. Yeah. And then after the crash, like Shazam, like God came yeah. in and like, you felt alive. Like what has God like revealed to you and like things that he showed you like, it almost like you got your vision back. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm here yeah. for a purpose. Like God saved me. What has God revealed to you? Like what's to come? What's next? Um, yeah. It definitely made me realize that we're all here for a reason. Mm. We all have something to give. We all like, it may be uh, like, like your wife, Ben, of, you know, helping other people, going mm -hmm. out, driving down to help um, those who are in need. Help, mm -hmm. like, all of us have something we can give. Um, and I think that what really gets everyone the most depressed and the most down about their life is when you start thinking about yourself. Um, because even now, there's sometimes I'll, I'll think, like, I still don't have a truck. And there's days that I'll think, oh, man, I really want a truck. And then I think, but I can't afford a truck. And then you start getting into this whole mindset of me, me, me. I don't have enough. I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Where yeah, is it? Yep. Where? And then I have to stop myself and think, you know, what, what, what does Sarah want? Once Ooh. you start thinking of somebody else, I feel like it just completely squashes wow. Dang, everything. Bro. And so Dang. even, even living in life, um, I, I feel like that's uh, like, that God has set that up in a way that you start give it, it, it almost goes into the, whole concept of tithing and giving, if you think about others, you give to others, then you end up getting in return. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. And you know, it may not be in another five years, it may not be anything, but I know that I'm going to have an amazing house. I know I'm going to have an amazing uh, truck. I know I'm going to have all these things, but it, it, every, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Praying> <laughs> no one keeps saying moment. kids. Get that. Babies. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, going into into kind of the things I learned, uh, it's just that it's just not getting, not thinking about yourself. Wow. I think that that really changes everything in your life when you don't think about yourself. Because even with work, there up to that point, um, it was just getting to a point where it's just like I'm just going to work to make money. Like I'm just gonna go, just go in. I'm doing it for myself, making money, coming home, this and that, and this and that. Um, and it really changed that mindset in this past year that it's not about me making money. Yes, at the end of the day, money is great. Sure. But doing pest control, I see, you know, five, 10, 15 people a day. I'd say, yeah, you have a unique Yeah, unique I setup. can change yeah. someone's life. Um, and it, it really has changed how the way we run the business. It's changed how I talk to my customers. It's changed all these different things. Um, and I, I think that is my biggest thing that I've learned this year is that it's not about you. It's about, it's a bigger picture about everyone else and what you can, can give. 
Yeah. And and that this is important because maybe somebody's thinking if this is a Christian or or a podcast, like why we're we not talking about Bible? Well, this is Bible apply. Right. Yeah. So That's right. It just came to my mind what says in Romans says, and we know that all things work together for good yeah. to them that love God, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we're in the process, it's, it's difficult, but look at the output of all this, you know, and and sometimes it's not it's it's not the output but that we want. Yeah. But definitely here, you know, and it it just changed your mind because I it seems to me like at the beginning of the process you were about me, me, me. Yeah. There it and is. And now it's as like Mm. the world you know and that's 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 the the, the central yeah. principle of the bible to give because that's what that, that's what uh john uh 3 16 says that the father gave his yeah. only son so yeah. here would i mean this is this is very important to to remark that that your mind uh shift from me to all the other people that surrounds you yeah well and it, it really um it makes me think too of like, you know, I went through a motorcycle crash and it made me, that that's kind of what made me realize, you know, all these, all this stuff, but it kind of makes me think of other people too, that if you don't go through a motorcycle crash, what, if you push through what you're going through right now, what amazing fruit garden or whatever you're going to come into is on the other side. Wow. Mm. Um, it makes me think of like Corey's story. If he would have gone through all that and it would have ended, we Come wouldn't, he, yeah. he wouldn't be on the other side. If, right. if I would have gone through that whole crash and just, you gave know, up. yeah, just uh, gave up. And uh, 19 and dying. 20 from the ashes. Yeah. Make sure to listen. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> but it just, it, it just makes you think of what are you going through right now that yeah. you may think is the worst thing of your life that it's just, I can't get through this, but God is using what you're going through right now. And he, at the end, is going to be this like beautiful masterpiece. Um, you know, it may not be like my story where I can now tell my story. I can see all this different stuff, but it may be something that is going to change the world. So good. That's excellent. And that's the thing is she also, go ahead, Abe, you want to no, say something? I, I just want to say that, um, and we're just seeing the the physical aspect. Yes. yes. Well, you haven't even talked about the financial oh, aspect. Yeah. And the, I mean, because... Yeah. A lot of people ask us, how can we be joyful during critical times, you know? Yeah. And I can't even imagine how difficult, you know, after you go in every visit, you know, you think about the financial aspect, Oof. your wife not fully, I mean, she was working, but, you know, she's she's not yeah. 100% uh, focused at, at his her, her work, you know? So that's that's only one side that we have talked but the financial aspect that's a big one oh it's a huge yeah and that's okay let's touch on that so you your wife is doing all these amazing things right she's obviously taking care of you going to therapy right trying to get your body back up i know you didn't touch on that but yeah um and then uh all this mind shifts mind shift is happening and on top of that talk about all your crazy medical bills you're racking up and then talk about a little bit about that reminded me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah uh to touch on the therapy uh i did have to do that for six months they had to break all my scar tissue get all my movement back so crazy um i had to go from zero movement to now i can like if you bend your wrist back and forth and make 90 degrees now think i couldn't even make five degrees Wow, and now I'm clear back to ninety. You wow. got to go through nine months of that, build muscle back. It's that's a whole mess in itself, but and a lot of pain to be honest with you. But um, yeah, financially, like I had said, I wanted to sue her, 
Um, and then I told God, like, no, I just wanted to come out at zero. Therapy, I had to go twice a week, which is $75 a visit for six months. So you add that up, that's a lot. Not only that, um, my medical bills being in a trauma center for a week, just to be in the room, not even talking anything else, was $100,000. Then you add in my surgeries and, uh, and, and every single pill and paying the doctors and, yeah. and, every, and um, not only bag transfusions, I think uh, just the red blood cell was $5,000 a bag. That a, bag. Adds up. a bag? Yeah, and you're telling, yeah. Oh, and you went like with 13 or whatever you said, 14? Which makes you really, yeah, we won't get into that. But uh, <laughs> it, yeah, so after all is said and done, my bills came out to a little over half a million. Um, Hold on, say that again. How much? Yeah, half a million, like 500,000. Half a million medical bills, everybody. Yeah. Keep going. Fortunately, um, it was amazing because so, so my wife, my wife had medical insurance and here in Utah, the problem is your medical insurance will push it onto your auto insurance, but because it wasn't an, uh, my fault, auto insurance said no. So it was sure. just a back and forth. And um, so we had a lawyer that was dealing with all this and they fought with my medical insurance over and over and over and over. They did not want to pay anything. Who were your lawyers? Uh, uh, Siegfried, uh, no. Yes, yeah, Siegfried and Jensen. Shout out. All right. <laughs> they were amazing. Um, mm. But they, uh, they fought with them. And, and, and the medical, they would do stupid things. They would send, like my insurance would do things like my ambulance ride. They paid for the ambulance ride itself, but they wouldn't pay for anything in the ambulance ride. So it was like $2,000 worth of material they wouldn't want to pay. And my um, attorney was like, uh, no, you're going to pay it. So they had to fight back and forth, go through all this red tape, uh, got all the medical bills down to um, about 100000 Um and then they fought with, they took out, uh, then they went to the auto insurance and they took those out, um, which she did not have very, she only had $25,000. So um, they had 50,000 to work with. And so they've got 50,000 into 100,000. And they were constantly telling us, they were just letting us know like, hey, you're probably gonna have to pay this. Or you're gonna probably blah, blah, blah. And it came into December I'm not working. We're living in an apartment. We have all these medical bills because with a settlement, you have to pay out of pocket until the settlement ends and then it gets paid back if you do anything. Um, and so with our insurance, though, we had to hit deductibles, which for me was $5,000 a year. <laughs> and it happened at the end of the year. So I hit my, my medical deductible uh, the end of November and then the new year started. So oh, then geez. I hit on my medical deductible again. So I had to pay 10 grand out of pocket um, while I'm not working, while Sarah's literally doing everything and trying to maintain, uh, keep our apartment and stuff. And so we did get into a fear mindset of like, oh my, are, like, I know God just saved me from this, but is he going to help me with the medical stuff? Wow. Like all that wow. thing that yeah. us as humans yeah. do constantly, yeah. it's a mess. Uh, we can never just trust. But anyways, the, uh, so we're like, well, we'll just move into the in-laws and that way we don't have to pay for, uh, apartment and it was actually we saw the bigger picture i won't get into that but there was a reason we needed to move back into the um in-laws to help with help them and all that type of stuff um but the uh, middle of january the uh, um attorney came back and said well we've got everything finalized it looks like you guys are gonna owe about twenty thousand dollars after we have your uh settlement money you'll owe twenty thousand on top of it 
I mean, that's pretty good for my half a million. Uh, yeah. It is. But at the same time, I was like, but I got, I, I literally said I wanted a zero. Mm. We were praying for zero. Um, and I was like, and I know you can do this. I know you can, it not, you're not just physical, you're, uh, a money and all that. Yeah. Financial, financial and everything. Yeah. Um, so at that point we weren't looking to sue the lady, but we were just looking at like, okay, is there anything that she could help just pay that 20,000? Cause I'm like, honestly, I should not have to pay 20,000. It's fair. Um, and I wasn't going to sue her for all she had. I was literally just going to take, I was just going to say, okay, I just want you to pay my medical because it's technically your fault. You didn't have adequate insurance, so it's on you. Um, so we looked into it. Turns out she didn't have any assets. Uh, she was she actually, this is where it shows you that people are going through things that you don't know of. <laughs> wow. She had just had a divorce. Her husband took everything. She All she had as an asset, she was living at her parents' house. Her asset was her SUV, and I totaled it. So she had absolutely nothing to her wow. name. Wow. Um, and so the only other option then would have been to then garnish her wages. And I'm like, do I really want to ruin someone's life for the next 10 years over 20 grand? And yeah. I was like, no, there's no way I can do this. She did not do this maliciously. Sure. Um, right. It was an accident. It was a complete mm -hmm. accident. Yeah. I'm like, she doesn't deserve any of this. So I was like, no, no, I'll just pay the 20,000. It'll be okay. And I feel like that I looked at looking back, that was definitely a testing point to see what I would do. Mm. I feel like God was seeing where are you gonna go with this? Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Because um by the end of January, so we had just moved out, um, and now we're in the in-law's house. End of January comes and we get a call from the lawyers saying, Hey, so we were actually we figured out a way that we can actually completely switch what we're doing. Um, your insurance decided they were going to pay this, your insurance, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it comes down to it. You're actually going to get money back from the settlement. What? Yes. Okay. So you go from a half a million to only to 20, 20 grand to, to now, money. to now getting money. <laughs> and so I'm sitting down. Come uh, on, so, Jesus. Uh, long story short, to break it down, we get into the office to sign for the papers. They're like, all right, we're just going to close the settlement. We're going to give you your money back. That type of thing. We're sitting down and he's like, uh, Intermountain still says that you owe this, this, and this. You yeah. should see the bills coming. Um, and in the end, you'll have like 5000 left over. And I was like, okay. And I kind of just, we leave in the, the hospital, uh, the attorney's office. And I said, no, I don't think we're going to pay those. I'm like, I'm not going to pay those. And, uh, and I said, God, you're not even going to have them send me those bills. And it's been a year and I've still not seen those bills. So Damn. I walked out of the, uh, I was going to be left over with 5,000, 10,000 was going to go to inch to pay those bills. I walked out with 15. So I, um, I sat there and I was, I, and I thought there's gotta be a way that I can honor my wife. And then I remembered like most women, she loves to shop. Sure. And I thought what would be the greatest thing would be to take her. Uh, it was on a Sunday. I was like, just up to, cause she's always wanted to buy a Michael Kors bag. So I'm like, we, we do have a Michael Kors here in Utah. And so I, I didn't tell her where we were going. And I pulled into Park City and I said, we're going to first go there. And she was like, what? And I said, and you have another thousand dollars we'll spend on whatever you'd like. Come on. And I said, I have no say in it. I will not tell you, you cannot buy anything. And I said, whatever you would like, just spend money on it. And this, the, her face, I was like, I know it's only a thousand um, because we, we did have to 
Uh, we paid off the car with the other bit. There was some other bills that we had that we used the rest of the money. So that was why she had the thousand. I said, I know it's just a thousand and you went through a lot more, but I just wanted to do something for you. Um, and so I was able to honor her that way. And it was just amazing to see uh, the way that God used our finances to like week by week, we were on the, like this roller coaster of like, now we owe, now we don't. Now we owe, now we don't. Oh, great. Now we owe 20,000. Wait, now we're going to get 15. And it was, it was crazy to kind of watch and see the testing of what are you going to do? Are you really going to sue this lady or are you going to actually allow me as God to fix to, this issue? To provide instead of trying to take it into your own hands. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So not only does God heal your body in half the time, Yeah. he um, goes you from owing a half a million dollars to owing 20 grand to getting 15 grand yeah. to canceling your medical bills from yeah. the hospital. So, wow. So then yeah. now, tell us about, okay, so kind of end us on this. So you started off at a really low point. Uh -huh. Right from your uh, your depression to suicidal thoughts to all these things, to you know why even go to church? All these things. Yeah. So kind of land us in this area, where from you know from your accident to now, where is your headspace now? <laughs> like, kind of show us, tell us your journey now. That then you know the, why we'll uh, we'll kind of end in this area, and then anybody can pipe in and say anything. But it now <laughs> looking like. Knowing what God can do, oh, there's nothing that I don't believe he can do. Obviously, I know there's going to be some testing stuff and different things, but I'm like, if I want a million-dollar house, I know I know God will give me a million-dollar house. Even if I only make, you know, I don't, but if I made like $20,000 a year, sure. I know he could do it. Yeah, I know that he could give me a truck. I know that he could give us uh, multiple kids. I know that it yes. doesn't matter yes. what we come up against now. I know he's going to take care of it. Um, and my headspace now is like, if I know it, it's what pastor Matt said one, one Sunday, he said, uh, when you're saved, God puts you on a new playing field and that's now your floor. Yeah. And looking at my life now and knowing what God can actually do and what his promises and stuff say in the Bible, that's our floor. So everything from here, it just gets better. And so all I can think of in my day is, um, where the business is going to be with my my dad's pest control company where where can i take it how big can we get it how uh, our house not only like before with our house it was just more of like a us mindset of we just want a house for ourselves now i'm like no i want this i want a nice beautiful house that has a huge living space that i can have the entire church over and then yeah. not only just the house but i want the backyard to be big enough that there's a huge fire pit area there's a workshop there's a grass area with a patio that everyone can come over. And even Sarah's like, we don't want a house just for ourselves. We want it for everyone for community. else. Yep. Yep. Um, we want it for our neighbors. Even my truck before, it was just like a me for myself. Um, but I've talked to multiple people that have never driven a truck that have always wanted to. And I'm just like, no, if you want to go, there's some people that want to go on dates in a truck. And I'm like, well, when I get it, you're taking it out to the yep. mountains. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, just things in my life now are just like, I know what God can do and they're going to be amazing, but how can I use what he's going to do now to bless others? So how can I use my house, my marriage, my kids? What can I do to uh, make life better? Um, and I don't look at things smaller now. I look more at like, like the house, like I said, I don't like before we were looking at 
two, three hundred thousand dollar houses. And now I'm like, no, let's yeah, look, yeah. let's go, let's yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. So, um, it's just set everything up to where now when there's little things like Sarah's crash, it was just a little thing. She broke her ankle. Um, obviously she was emotionally, um, uh, destroyed. But for me, I just looked at her and I said, babe, well, look at what we went through. This is nothing. We yeah. can get through this easy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, just whole new mindset on life. That's good. What do you do now when maybe, um, depression, suicide, like when you start to notice your mind, maybe start to wander towards that. Do you think of the crash and everything you've been through or like, where does your headspace go to then? I think, I think it's really, it set it up. I don't really think of the crash to be honest with you. I actually a year, it's been a year now. Yeah. A lot of times I actually don't even really realize that I crashed. I have full movement in my hands. How good is God? I don't have any pain wow. in my pelvis. So when I rock around and do things during the day, I don't think of like, oh, well, there's my, there's what the crash did. Um, wow. Usually actually like with customers and stuff, when they ask me like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. And they're like, no, about your crash. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's a thing uh, that happened. Um, it really it just sets my mindset that I don't think about the past. And I think that's where it sets up the, the sets you up for failures. If you start thinking about what you went through in your past, as well as like I'd going back to the self, if you think of your past and about yourself, it really just sets you up to just slowly fall apart. Whereas if you, if you look at your past in a joyful sense, like I look at my crash and I, I look at, the little details of what God did from the backpack flying off to the peace that he gave me to, um, to family being there to my wife and everything she went through to just sitting on the couch alone at night thinking I'm in a, a lot of pain, but I'm not dead or I'm in a lot of pain, but I get six months off. I mean, I got six months off of work, which sucked, but at the same time was like, it was a nice, break to kind of just reset my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. and especially for me, cause I'm very, very, uh, I'm go, go, go. And so I feel like a lot of us don't take the time to just stop and sure. kind of think about the good things that you have in life to think about like maybe your last week sucked, but what was the good stuff in it? Yep. What was the good stuff in your day yesterday that was so busy that you couldn't stop to think of what, what was good. And I think that's where like, I don't really go into a, a negative mindset anymore. There are some things that I'm just like, like I said, like, uh, oh, I don't make enough to buy a house or I don't make, you know, things yeah, will yeah, start yeah. to set in. But then I think about, but what's gonna get God going to do in a year? I mean, this happened a year ago and I look back now wow. and I'm like, that was a year ago. I mean, look yeah. at where life is. And then I Never start to known. think, yeah, you start to think like, what's a year from now going to look like? What's the business going to look like? What's our life going to look like? What's our kids yep, going to look yep, like? Like, yep. uh, yeah, I, I think if you just start to think about the crazy things God can do and how your life could be amazing, it definitely pushes the thoughts of how your life sucks away. Um, wow. And I think that's what that, especially once you get out of that mindset, or even if you're in the mindset of life sucks, just think about what could happen. God's using all things for good, yeah. for his good, for get you to depend on him. All right. Any closing thoughts? Anybody got anything else? 
And none of us are going to ask him about a sex life. All right, hit us, Ben. <laughs> it's actually a good. It's actually a good I question, mean, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, once you break your pelvis, I mean, like, what happens there? So that, that's a good. <laughs> we'll end on this. Is good. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I did have to go to a. Uh, I I I went to a um, penis doctor. I guess we'll call. It. I don't, I can't even think of what it is, but. Yeah, he, great, great name for it. Yeah, he <laughs> had to uh, check it because that. So with your nerve damage, it obviously causes problems to where, like, I would get hard, but like it literally, my penis wouldn't do anything. It felt like I was getting hard, but it wouldn't do nothing. Wow, mm. wow. So you had so, a, like a mental sensation of it, but yeah, physically but would physically, happen. like the nerves wouldn't tell you my body, like, hey, they were doing this thing. Um, so we went to the doctors and we're like, hey, what's going on? And he said, well, what happened is your nerves were all just shot. So they've got to reset. They've, everything's got to kind of redo its thing. And it, it actually did take a little bit um, there for a couple months. It was like, a, I don't know, it was like, you got like, I got like half hard. Huh. Um, mm. And so it was really difficult to manage. To so get, they didn't give you like any supplements or anything? They just, he did. Okay. So he what he was worried about was he was, he was like, if you... He said, there's a reason that you like wake up and you just get hard. He yeah, says, it's yeah. because your your body, it's designed to do that. It needs the blood flow. It, if it mm -hmm. doesn't have blood flow, it will actually die and it will cause oh. you to not have. Um, and so he, he gave me stuff. He's like, I want you to take this every day, even if you're not so going to So there's a reason we get random erections throughout the day. Yes, it's oh, blood flow. There you go. Mm. Um, Interesting. And okay. so I got, I got uh, meds and he said, I want you to take these just to get the blood flow. Even if you don't do anything, I need you to do it just to... And it did help. Um, uh, it caused some, like, uh, like crazy erotic dream. It was weird. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> how it, yeah. Even if, even if I did have sex, my dreams would be crazy, and I'd wake up and be like, I don't really want to do that again. That was ridiculous. Um, but uh, it took a little bit, and then even now, um, there's a tiny bit. There's so a little bit. I mean, to get into detail that the, the right side of my penis is where it, I hit the car the most. Oh. Ouch. So that side, there's a tiny bit of nerve um, issues. And even just walking like during the day, if not, it's not even with sex or anything like that. Sure. Um, every now and then I can feel almost, I guess it's like a, it's like a sharp itching kind of weird mm -hmm. sensation. And it's almost like my nerves are now are like waking up, which can actually take, uh, when wow. I they talked about nerves, your nerves can actually take a couple years to fully get back to normal. Crazy. Um, and I so mean, we, kinda, can, we can pray over your penis if you want. Yeah. Touch it. <laughs> I touch it. Lay hands it. on it. <laughs> does it still, can, does it still feel good when you jizz? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Ejaculate Tyson. Ejaculate. <laughs> The medical That's a big term. word for me. <laughs> the medical term. Uh, yeah, they, um, yeah. It, it, uh, I think there's not really like there is sometimes. Sometimes like um, after the fact, then it, it will. No, it's almost like a. It's not really a pain, but I can feel like it's just it's like an uncomfort. Huh. Um, and that is uh, is to the fact of that that part that's um, um, uh, narrow in my urethra. Oh. Um, oh, is because, because it's not letting it through yeah, all the way. Yeah, it's not letting it go through all the way. And even yeah, yeah. sometimes what'll happen with peeing is uh, if anything's restricted or anything, yeah. um, it'll cause. And so then, obviously, with a, a hard penis, it's squeezing it even more. Yep. So uh, then right. you're forcing stuff through this tiny little passageway. Um, it doesn't affect. It hasn't affected like anything of 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 that 
sort, but just makes it a little bit, I don't know, a little different, I guess. So you're like Leonidas when you climax. (laughs) In what way, Ben? (laughs) Just like grunting. Yeah, grunting. (laughs) 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 Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If I did that, my life would get off me. Oh my gosh. That's too much. We're done. We're We're done. done. We're done. (laughs) Yeah. That because that stuff like that makes her laugh at uh just like a side note when we were kills the mood. Yeah, because it it's it reminds me of a time we were uh making out when we were first dating and I I leaned into her ear and I was like, Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? And she she literally stopped and she looked at me and she's like, get the hell off me and go away. She like she wouldn't kiss me that rest of the Sarah. night. Uh, it was so funny. So it. things like that, she would yeah. But you guys are spicy together. Oh, yeah. right. She's a lot of fun. We had to ask those questions because you know every guy is thinking that in the back of his head, like, I wonder what sex is like after a yeah. situation yeah. like that. How's his so, penis? Yeah, yeah. How's, how's his penis? Luckily enough, uh, it didn't affect too much. There is so you've got cavities inside your penis uh, that fill with blood. That's why. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are a couple cavities that have collapsed. Oh. Obviously, so it's not like doesn't go to like normal full. Like 100%, but there's only so like... it's like one of those long balloons that kind of bend around? Yeah, kind of. Oh my of. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you could pee, pee around corners. <laughs> bend it into a stuffed animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's malleable now. Yeah. yeah. No, it still works though. Everything's fine. <laughs> like, Sarah, I made you a puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's such a funny visual. Oh my gosh. James <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 no. We're done, we're done. I'm just like... like like, so you've heard of NRBs, right? <laughs> yeah. No reason boners. <laughs> yeah, I have actually it's, never it's, heard, it's of a never heard of that. It's, oh wow, you never heard of an NRB? I've, I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but it makes sense now. It makes it, yes. it's yeah. an RB. It's a re, like there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a random boner. To make sure your penis doesn't fall off. It's yeah. the same. It's the same concept of like when you yeah. lay down in the morning, you stand up and stretch. It's because you're getting blood flow to all of those areas that ah. have been sitting. Mm. So little facts of life. Yeah, it just causes it. It causes a. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's so, just, man, if you ever wonder, you, know. you can just look down and be like, yes. There's blood still working. Yeah. Still working. That's still going, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, that is episode 24 of Menovation. Uh, Chris, we're so thankful that you came on to share your Thank powerful you. story. Yes. Thanks for being um, here. And Great. maybe we got to get Sarah on. Oh, like, man. She's <laughs> fabulous. So. Yeah, to tell some of that story. So, yeah, we'll have to uh, ask. I would, I, she does have a really great perspective from the other side. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, did you have something you wanted to say? Okay. So make sure to check us out on Instagram, all the good places, Menovation Podcast. Head over there, leave us a follow. Make sure to head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We know you love the show, so don't hide it. Let everybody know. Um, We want to climb to the top of the charts. But just a big thank you that we yeah. consistently broke yeah. 100 listens every month. Come on. Uh, we're shooting for three now. Um, just so you'll know, so share the podcast with your friends and family. Uh, if you think Chris's story or any other conversations need to get out there, make sure to do that. If you know of amazing stories that you want to hear more of, DM us who those people yeah. are. Mm. We'll see if we can get them on the show um, to just dive into more of those stories. But that is episode 24. Make sure to listen to episode 23. Leave that five-star review. We love you guys. We're out.